I'm meeting Dr. Franka Parianen. You are a neuroscientist and wrote a book about hormones. Hello. Yes, How Hello. are you feeling? Fine. I mean, as fine as anyone can feel these days, but it's a beautiful day. And did you make this decision or your hormones? Well, they are certainly influential. I mean, if you look at the sun, for example, that will raise my serotonin levels, which will help me, for example, to suppress anxiety because serotonin is really good at suppression. So, of course, hormones play an important role in how we feel. For instance, um, I like to think about them like background music. Hormones have a very bad reputation. They are troublemakers which uh, mix everything up. They make our life difficult for us. Uh, are we right when we think so about them? No, luckily not. And the idea that hormones are somehow like a disturbance in our system comes from this very weird idea that we are these rational beings who make rational decisions all the time and our rational decisions are great decisions. Even though, I mean, have you seen people? Most of our decisions aren't that great, even the most rational ones. We can lie to ourselves, we can over-exaggerate our chances, we can get the wrong idea or just not think far enough. So basically, already our idea of our brain is slightly overrated. Let's talk about our emotional world, which uh, always determined by hormones. Uh, does this mean that we really can't decide what we want and what we like and what we dislike and what we do and what we don't? <laughs> Luckily not. I mean, in the end, you can say that they are a necessity, hormones are a necessity, but they are not enough to make the decision. So basically, they will push you in a certain direction. For example, if you think about sex, they will make you feel lust or maybe feel your impulses stronger and weaken a bit the part that tells you not to dance too much or to take back and keep back. But um, in the end, if you act on your impulses, that's your own decision. That's your brain making these decisions. And so we can't hide behind our hormones. Same as the tip of the iceberg can't hide off the rest of the iceberg. We are all one. This is all part of us. There are thousands of hormones, but uh, two of them everybody knows. Estrogen and testosterone. Uh, estrogen influences the woman and testosterone dominates the man. Is it so easy? <laughs> no, of course not. And it's shocking, frankly, how often we still find that in YouTube videos telling men how to suppress their estrogen, how to boost their testosterone and so on and so on. So first of all, sex hormones aren't as binary as we think and neither are sexes, frankly. Basically, testosterone and estrogen are distributed across all genders and sexes. We can't even say that if we meet a woman, she necessarily has higher estrogen levels. On average, yes, but the same goes for testosterone levels. These change with our lifetime and they change also from the morning to the evening. So there is not this one being influenced by testosterone and another one by estrogen. Another interesting hormone is oxytocin, the cuddling hormone. Mm, it is released when we have sex or when we cuddle with someone and it makes us peaceful and cozy. Uh, on the other hand, it makes us inmuse. Uh, how does it fit together? Yeah, that's another of these examples where we have an idea of how the world should be and then we try to stuff the hormones into that very narrow idea. For instance, our idea of love is in this part. Okay, this must be cuddly and romantic at the same time. 
even though if you look at love on the hormone level, it's very different. There are these very exciting times that are more revolved actually around stress hormones and also serotonin. And there is this cozy part to which oxytocin also belongs, the part where we feel restful with our partner and where we enjoy being together and just letting go, regenerating. But as everyone knows who, for example, has a dog, when dogs have puppies, you don't go so close by because you're going to get bitten probably. And that's an important part of love, that we're protecting the ones we love. So I'm not sure why we are so surprised that a hormone that's involved in love would also be involved sometimes in aggression and in sensitivity to threat. You've wrote a very interesting book about hormones, about the mysterious work of these substances in our brain and our blood. Why did you do that? What uh, should we know about our hormones? I think the most important take-home message for the book was for me to be less worried about the things that our hormones do with us and think more about the things that we do to our hormones with our daily schedule, with our pills, with all the stuff we're doing and never really thinking about. The question shouldn't be how do we eliminate these hormonal effects, how do we eliminate our hormones. The question should be where is this point and when does it harm us and how do we find this point. And then we can also help people or help ourselves when we reach it. But for that we really need to drop the idea that hormones in general are bad. I see there's a lot to do for scientists like you. Thank you for this interesting talk. Goodbye. Thanks.